Welcome, everybody, to Betting with Babies. We are recording live with an afternoon special. We've got a great episode planned for today. It's my son's birthday, so I'm extra fired up on the day. We're coming off a double lock hit from yesterday, so December locks are now 23-6 and on the month, and we are looking to finish this year strong. Today, we'll be talking NFL Week 17 pod picks, our anytime touchdown scorers, and our almost famous dad question of the week. Before we get into that, I've got my normal Captain Morgan private stock. I'm your host, Mr. Clutch. I've got my co-host, Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Well, it's a midday podcast, so I've got my iced coffee with Fireball and Bailey's going. Overall, great week. I snagged my second piece of fantasy hardware this week, and the Cowboys are once again playing meaningful football. Teddy, what are you drinking? Oh, we had a little fantasy football implications going on with that Monday night game, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Did we? And um, shut up, Matt. I was up 30 points against the very own Matty Stats. And uh, yeah, as everyone knows, Stefan Diggs just completely, completely went off and crushed my Super Bowl chances and hopes and dreams, if you will. I mean, Diggs hasn't scored over 26 points this season but i'm not gonna blame Diggs. i'm not gonna blame maddie stats you know who i'm gonna blame i'm gonna blame bill belichick and those fucking patriots you know i've been watching them for 20 years and they've been screwing me over and making my life miserable for 20 damn years why not make it one more They're bad this year, right? They're not a good football team, but yet they still find a way to make me miserable. Here's another thing I thought. Belichick. What's Belichick's thing? His thing as a coach is to take away the other team's best player. Well, what the fuck was he doing on Monday night? I don't understand. They don't, they only have one receiver. That's it. One. Buffalo doesn't have John Brown on the other side. They don't have any other ones. Maybe Gabriel Davis is below average to average wide receiver. They don't have anybody else. They don't have any tight ends. You can't cover Diggs. His thing is to take away the other team's best player and to make you beat you other ways. And yet Diggs goes off for eight catches, 154 yards, and three touchdowns. I, I, you know. Shout out to Stefan Diggs and the American Heart Association. Matty Stats, I know you made a big donation this week after that victory. I got to think, down 31, you weren't feeling too good going into Monday night. But, like, what happened? Talk, talk me through that game and how, and how that all went down. I don't want to hear this. So, I mean, we had a podcast meeting before on Monday. And Teddy basically got on the phone and said, I'm about to win a chip. So I knew the fix was in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he called the shot, which was probably the worst thing he could do to himself. Uh, but I took a look and I just decided I wasn't going to watch the game. I said, unless I got two push alerts from Yahoo, I wasn't going to turn the game on because I just couldn't do that to myself. And uh, I got two push alerts. So I popped that game on and uh, it was spectacular. I couldn't believe it. Just closing the loop on our fantasy matchup. Uh, this is Teddy's high school league. 
that he invited me to. There have been nine seasons of which I've played in 44% of the Super Bowl games and additionally won three out of nine. So I got a 33% championship ratio. Bringing the stats in there. I love it. Well, nice victory. I knew we'd get a little fantasy talk in here. I think we have to second guess ourselves when we say Belichick's thing is to take away the best player. Like Belichick's thing was to snap the ball to Tom Brady and then take away the next player. So when step one is not there, it's the whole game changes. It's a whole different game. No. All right. Absolutely. So I want to wait. I want to go around and I want to put a percentage on how much the 19 year run is Belichick and how much is Brady. All right. Because this is a very controversial topic, right? And I'm going to agree with you, Amato. Brady gets, I would say, 65% of the credit where Belichick gets 35, plus he cheated, so he probably gets a lower percentage. Yeah, so give him a little bit more, actually, because he did cheat his way, which benefited Brady a good amount. I got to say, the first three, four years of Brady's career were critical, right? Put him on any other franchise. He might not ever become a starter, right? That's what we could be talking about. No one would even know this guy's name. He wasn't even a starter in Michigan. I got to thank the, we all got to thank the Jets for this, right? Like, the the Patriots are playing the New York Jets. My guy, Mo Lewis, takes Bledsoe out on the sidelines, ruptures his spleen. Here comes goofy-ass Tom Brady on the field to not only beat the Jets that game, but to go on and win the Super Bowl. Like, just to go win the Super Bowl. Like, that wasn't even... I'm going to say Mo Lewis. I'm going to stick with Matty. I got nothing. If Matt knows this stat on the top of his head, he gets a fucking Emmy Award from this podcast, but... Oh, yeah, 100% the Jets' fault. 100%. And the tuck rule, you know, that was just Kraft coming down and saying, no, we're going to win this game. And his buddy Goodell was like, all right, fine. We'll make yeah. up a rule that isn't even a rule yet. Yeah. And I mean, Belichick was the Jets' coats for an hour and a half. So yep. the whole That's franchise true. could have been different. Oh, my God. Um, all right. <laughs> it can't get any worse for the Jets. You know, we love it. We're, we're on the hottest team in the NFL. We waited till <laughs> week 15 to get started. But we're going to finish strong. Can, I need a percentage out of you, Amato. Give me a percentage of, of, of a real quick breakdown, Brady, Belichick. Give me a percentage. I'm going to go you're not a math closer. Guy. I'm not a math guy. I know there's 100 points that are out there to go get. Go. I'm going to say 55 Brady, 45 Belichick. All right. Matt? I'm going to go 50-50. Patriot way. 50-50? Yeah. You're out of your fucking mind. It's because you live in New England. Do you not see that team playing with cam newton and them still winning a few games cam newton career is over yeah it's done done. he looks awful cam can't even be a backup (laughs) because cam's too big of a locker room presence to even be a backup and he clearly can no longer be a starter in the nfl wow yeah so who knows where new england's gonna end up next year but i love everything i'm seeing out of new england yeah it's, it's really great to see them just implode implode and you love it the pats fans it's amazing to watch a pats fan during a season like this i mean the pink hat fans they're nowhere to be found like all the pink hats were returned like week six yeah you don't even hear it they're like football what football the celtics are on i'm like what do you wait a second how good did belichick slamming that phone down make you feel oh man yes slim down more yep made it feel real like he felt like a real person Um, use that gift three times already but uh, listen, my dad's upstairs. Family's over. 
So don't tell him because he's really not a huge fan of the early afternoon beers. But, um, you know, had to do it recording a podcast. Got to have at least one. Got to do one. I had a couple days with in-laws. My family came over for the past couple days. Dad's still here hanging out, fixing things around the house. It's really great having him here. He just finds things that are wrong and just fixes them. It's amazing. My Miami Dolphin had an amazing weekend. As we need one of four things to happen in week 17, and they get into the playoffs, we moved all the way up to the fifth seed, and a little win and we're in game. So we control our own destiny, and that's all you can ask for. And real quick, we traded Laramie Tunsil to the Houston Texans for uh, two first round picks and a second. Now, that pick could potentially be the number three overall pick in next year's draft, giving us an opportunity to pick an elite player or get a King's Ransom for somebody that move, wants to move up for Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. The only thing that needs to happen is the Titans need to beat the Texans in Week 17. Love it. We got playoff football talk for the Miami Dolphins. It's been a long time since that's been a real thing. That's right. So we'll get into that. But first, let's jump right into our reality check from last weekend. We say a lot of things on this podcast. We try to give you winners as much as we can. Uh, last week, we picked four NFL games going into week 16. As a team, we finished 2-1-1 one, and one on the week. So overall, not bad. I came in with a Chargers minus three, which ended up as a push over the Broncos. Don't know how the Broncos ended up pushing that game. The Chargers really dominated uh, time of possession and moved the ball pretty easily against them. But we're not able to capitalize in the red zone. So that ended as a push. Uh, I also went with the Cowboys plus two and a half. That was my max bet of the day. And the Cowboys really showed up against the Eagles. Dominate victory. It was Maddie Stats who brought me the secondary numbers on why the Cowboys were going to win that game. So that was huge. Scoop, scoop. Teddy, you came in with going one and one with the Colts minus one and a half loss against the Steelers. They had a huge lead going into that fourth quarter of that game. Can't believe they lost that one. Now they're on the outside looking in. And the Buffalo Bills with one of the easiest bets of the whole weekend, minus seven against the Patriots. And uh, Bills really put a fork in those Patriots. Teddy, what do you think about last weekend's bets? Yeah, you know, the Colts, it's it's my fault for believing in Rivers. I mean, it's it, he wins games, but it just seems like he's always doing this. I mean, consistently just falling short. And that's on me for, for believing in him. The Bills, I mean, it, I had mixed emotions watching the Bills absolutely dominate the Patriots. But uh, the Patriots are done, and it's a wonderful thing to see. There's, I, I, you know, nothing brings me greater joy than Bill Belichick slamming that phone down because he's pissed off that his team's getting their face stomped in. Wow, aggressive hate for the Patriots, but I like it. Nothing talks about the Jets' season like going up against the Pats in a game that means absolutely nothing but just wanting it more than anything else in the world. Jets are going to roll this week. We'll get into that as well. Jet fans are so fucking delusional. But let's go right into our week 17 pod picks. We've got a lot of things to talk about with these picks. It's a tough week, right? We've got some teams who are playing for a playoff spot. 
and trying to keep their jobs, whether that's a roster spot or their coaching job. We've got other teams who will be resting their starters. So a lot to navigate through as we try to find the right picks and the right lines for this week. And we've got some stats that are going to help drive home kind of how we got to the picks that we chose for this week. But Mr. No Days Off, why don't you kick it off with your first week 17 pod pick? All right. First pod pick. Titans minus seven and a half against the Texans. Texans aren't a good football team. Watson went down real late in week 16. And even if he does play, which if I was the Texans, I wouldn't play him. It's a completely meaningless game. But even if he does play, he won't be 100%. The Titans are playing for the division title. They need the win. Statty Mats, go for it. All right, so 79% of the cash and 98% of the tickets are on the Titans. The Texans have the third worst graded run defense in the league and just gave up 169 yards on the ground to the Bengals. Should be noted that the Bengals have the third worst rushing offense in the NFL. And this week, that Texans defense will be going up against the number one rushing offense in the league. Wow. Those are some power stats. Can I ask a clarifying question here, Teddy? Because I know you have a lot riding on this Houston Texans game as you try to secure the third overall pick for the Dolphins. Is this a pick that you're betting with your head or your heart? My heart. Talk to me. This is a heart pick. Yeah, this is a heart pick. But but, but, as Matt just said, one of the bottom five run defenses against the number one rush offense. That's, That's numbers right there. All right. I'm going to follow that pick. I like the Texans to bounce back, get the rushing game going, and get King Henry a, a nice bounce back week after no touchdowns last week. Who's your next pick, Teddy? I'm going to take the Packers minus five and a half against the B-Words. The Packers need this win for a first round bye. It's really nice. You get to rest up all your players. So I think it's important to the Packers to get that. And the, play, the NFC playoffs go through Green Bay. So I think... Uh, they're going to take care of business. I don't think the B-words are very good. I've said it multiple times. They're just an average to a below average football team. Matt, what do you got for me? All right. So we got 41% of the cash and 64% of the tickets are on Green Bay. The only thing you really need to look at in this game is the QB matchup. Aaron Rodgers is the highest graded QB in the league, while Mitch Trubisky, the last three weeks, has ranked in the bottom third of QBs, slotting right above Nick Mullins and Mike Glennon. Uh, the Packers wide receivers also hold advantage over all of the Bears cornerbacks. The company you keep, huh? Wow. I, I, I like it. I mean, if, they, if they're going to play their starters the whole game, I, I'm following this pick. The way the Packers looked at home, why, they wouldn't want to play anywhere else. There's nobody who can sling the ball in the snow the way Rodgers does. There's nobody who can play in an empty stadium but make it feel like it's a packed house there at Lambeau. I'm going to follow this and take the Packers minus five. Wow. First time ever you follow both my picks. Listeners, beware. We've got too many follows on Teddy's side this week. So double check our math on the way before you put this bet in. Uh, but those, are, those are two solid picks, Teddy. I like it. All right. So I'm going to keep this going. I'm going to go with a team I've been riding all year. In the first half of the year, it did not work out. But it has started to all come into play for the second half of the year. We're going to go Cowboys. Minus three, going up against the New York Giants. Both teams playing for a chance for a playoff spot. They need a little bit of help with a with a Washington football team loss, which I think is 
very reasonable to expect. So I think this is a team, this is a game here playing for playoffs and the Cowboys just have so many weapons, so much speed when you think about the the Giants secondary, but I'll let the stats tell me what the numbers are saying. Cowboys minus three, lock it in. Mr. Clutch, let me ask you, is your boy Colt McCoy playing or Daniel Jones still getting another week to start? Daniel Jones is looking to start this week. They are playing for a playoff chance, but I'm going to say it again. This is my max bet of the week. Again, two weeks in a row, Cowboys max bet. I don't know why, but the public just hates the Cowboys. They love putting the spread in the other team's favor. This is an absolute scoop. Charge up your Venmo, put it on the Cowboys. Let's go. Maddie Stats, what do you got for us? All right. I can tell you why the public hates the Cowboys. We are all struggling with the fact from 2011, 12, and 13, we had to win one game in week 17 to make the playoffs, and we lost all three of those games. So that's really going to influence the public. When we take a look at this game, we've got 80% of the cash and 87% of the tickets on the Cowboys. The Cowboys wide receiver cornerback matchups against the Giants are pretty evenly matched. And then the Giants wide receivers have an advantage over the Dallas secondary. Uh, The Giants O-line is at a 46% disadvantage over the Cowboys D-line when passing. One of my favorite things about this game, though, is that Andy Dalton has a clause in his contract, which gives him a $1 million bonus if he is the starting quarterback and the Cowboys make the playoffs. So you know Andy Dalton, the red rifle, is going to bring it. Wow, a million dollars on the line. Let's go. Scoop, scoop. Andy Dalton. What do you say, Teddy? Follow or fade? Yeah, I have no confidence in Daniel Jones. I have no confidence in the Giants. I will follow you. Minus three, Cowboys all day. Love it. All right. The next pick for me was a tough one, uh, trying to decide who we were going to go with here. I am going to end up taking the Seattle Seahawks. Minus five and a half against the 49ers. Uh, The Niners looked good last week. Uh, Wilson Jr. came in with a big performance I thought he was NFC player of the week until Stefan Diggs played on Monday night. But overall, just a big game from both teams. Seattle's got a lot to play for. They've got a chance at the number one seed if the Packers lose. Russell Wilson is all about momentum. He talks about habits and trends. And so they don't want to lose the last game of the year going into the playoffs. They're going to win this game. Minus five and a half. I'm taking the Seahawks on the road. Maddie. What do you got? All right. So we got 84% of the cash and 94% of the tickets are currently on Seattle. Bethard grades out in the bottom five of NFL quarterbacks. And this is an interesting stat. He throws a turnover worthy throw on 5% of all of his dropbacks. Both the Seahawks and San Francisco's offensive lines hold advantages against the opponent's defensive lines. And Seattle's secondary holds an advantage over all of the 49ers wide receivers. All right. Well, 84% of the cash and 94% of the tickets on Seattle. It's in San Francisco. They are playing great despite injuries all over their whole team. I'm going to go 49ers plus five and a half. I'm fading you, Amato. Wow. All right. Fading Amato on the Seattle pick. Put it on the page. We'll see. 
we'll see where it goes. I just I like Russell Wilson. I like where his head's at right now. That team looks good. There's our pod picks of the week. So week 17. Again, last week we came in at two, one, and one, which in the NFL standards is a great week for the pod. But we're looking to do even better to close out the regular season. We've got the Cowboys minus three. We've got the Seattle Seahawks minus five and a half. We've got the Tennessee Titans minus seven and a half and the Packers minus five and a half. Four favorites, boys. Should we be concerned about four favorites this week? You were reading that off and yeah, I I, I was a little concerned taking four favorites. Yeah, but well, if, if we did, if history is any indication, we should change one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, shots fired. Keep the gloves up. Boom. All right, boys. So I like those picks. Now we're going to keep those. We'll get those on the page. We've got no Saturday games this week. So it's a little bit kind of back to normal as we look at a big Sunday finish going into week 17, which gives us a big pool of players for our next segment. Everybody's favorite segment, our week 17 touchdown scorers. Uh, Last week, we had a big week. We typically put in six players who we think are going to score a touchdown, and we like to parlay them in all different situations. We went five out of six last week, with the only person not getting in being our touchdown king, Derrick Henry. Uh, So we expect a big bounce back from him. But again, week 17, a lot to navigate through, depending on which team you're looking at here. But we've got a couple players in the pool. We're going to run through them, and we're going to put our top six scores on the page for this week so that you guys can cash in too. Uh, Teddy, why don't we kick us off with the number one touchdown scorer we've got in the pool this week? Despite Cleveland having no wide receivers, they threw the ball a significant amount of times. But despite that, Chubb still got in the end zone. We love Chubb on this podcast. Mark him in as anytime TD scorer, Nick Chubb. Mark my words. There will be a time Nick Chubb will be a guest on this podcast. That's how much we love him, and he will soon love us when she hears about us. Nick, if you're listening, put him on. He's number one in there. Maddie Stats, who's our second touchdown scorer? Second touchdown scorer of the week is Devontae Adams. Packers are playing for the top seed, and we all saw what Adams did last week. Expect heavy utilization with Rodgers trying to lock up that MVP and throw a lot of touchdowns this week. I love Devontae Adams. I mean, is there a better receiver in the league right now? Can we just pause on this for a second and just talk NFL receivers? Is there anyone better than Devontae Adams? No, he's, he's dominant. I mean, he gets helped out by having a top three quarterback, but he's completely dominant. Unreal. I mean, that guy, No, everybody knows that he's getting the ball and there's nothing you can do about it. All right. I'm going to go with a guy who we love to put in our parlays. He did not get in the end zone last week. We had a couple big tickets riding on him, but it's a process. You got to trust the process. So we're going to go Derek Henry, the touchdown king, as our number three touchdown scorer this week. I like that. I like that bounce back game. The Titans are facing the Texans, and they have a bottom three rush defense, so really no no reason to believe that he won't get in the end zone. We've got three touchdown scores going into the week. Maddie, we need number four from you. Who do we got? 
Number four, I'm going to go with Mike Evans. So the Bucks, the Bucks players play in this one with a desire to clinch to the fifth seed and an opportunity to play the winner of the NFC East. So they're going to play this one out all the way. Mike Evans is projected to match up against Kendall Sheffield. Who Mike Evans essentially has the largest wide receiver cornerback advantage in the league. Oh, big stat. All right, I like it. And you know, so very quietly, Mike Evans has 67 receptions, 960 yards, and 13 touchdowns. And it seems like he hasn't even been playing that well this year. I mean, Brady doesn't seem like he's going to him, but all of a sudden he's got 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns. What more could he ask for, right? Yeah, I think anybody could score on that team. And you could put in any receiver there on the box, and they would have hit last week. And I think that probably happens again this week. But Mike Evans is the solid, solid choice there. He's the number one option in Tampa. Uh, Teddy, let's keep it rolling. We're looking for our number five TD score. Who do we got? Yep, David Montgomery. I took him last week. I'm taking him this week. Huge, huge fan. Even though it's the B words, I like the player, not the team. He's going up against an average Packers run defense. Montgomery's on fire. He's going to score. Amato. Give me a wild card. Wow. There are a lot of people that were on the outside looking in here. And when you look at what's on the line for each team and kind of navigate through who's playing, who's not playing, I landed on the Washington football team. And we're going to go with Gibson, running back, Washington football team. He's going in for a touchdown against a pretty weak Eagles defense. And again, if you looked at what they did to the what happened to the Cowboys last weekend, I just think they get the ball moving a little bit. They're going to need to rely on Gibson. Their Alex Smith is questionable still. I think Gibson gets in as a wild card. At least I'm putting him up as a candidate. But I'm curious if you guys have any other wild card candidates for our sixth spot. I mean, Alvin Kamara scored five, no six, six last six last week. So I guess the rule of averages means that he won't score this week, right? How we, how would you guys think about this? He's He'll probably get in. He'll probably get in. I, I didn't know like what the Saints were playing for. Yeah. That was my concern. Like I'm trying to sit here in the playoff machine on ESPN. I'm seeing, okay, all the scenarios for the Saints. Like does Kamara just sit out the second half? Yeah, that's what's scary. It's what's scary about all these games is that it's a four o'clock game. So do we have a one? The Packers are a four o'clock too, and the Seattle Seahawks are are four o'clock. So all four. So they won't know which what each others are doing, but they could potentially move up to the one seed if the Packers are losing. So should we be giving some advice to the fans here? that for some of these anytime TD picks, they should be waiting until anything that's playing in a four o'clock game. Wait until midway to three quarters through the one o'clock games before putting those in. Yeah, if you're not going to parlay them, I think you want to wait till the last minute and just see how these games end up. I mean, the NFL took something from the FIFA World Cup scheduling here, and they've got all the key games starting at the same time. So it's going to be tough to kind of play off each other, which made picking the top six very difficult this week, which is why I stayed away from Kamara. Even if the Saints get off to an early lead, you could see him getting sitting down or if they get news that another team is up or down at halftime. So I went, I tried to stick with the teams who needed it the most, and that's why I went with Gibson. But I'm open if you guys feel strongly about anybody else that we should put in there. I think J.K. Dobbins gets an honorable mention here. He scored four, four touchdowns in the last four games. He's going up against the Bengals. The Ravens need a win to get in the playoffs. 
I believe he left early. Let's get an injury check. Uh, he did leave in the second half and did not return with a chest injury. Wait, now, Matt, do you have who knocked Tom Brady out? I do. It was Mo. It was Mo. The Jet fan should know. Let's My go. Amato, you were correct. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Like the worst. The worst. Just nightmares. Twice a week, I wake up to the Mo Lewis hit again. <laughs> <laughs> Just terrible. Sweating uh, in bed, like, no. no. Who is this guy trotting on the field? Yeah. Oh, man. I like Montgomery and Gibson. I think that's it. All right, we'll uh, lock it in. Reminder to everyone, these can change. We learn a lot from now until Sunday morning. We try to provide you with the most up-to-date information as possible because we want winners for you guys. And so if our post is different on the page than the podcast, that's why. We appreciate you guys tuning in. This should give you all the data you need to plan out your weekend. But keep an eye out for that final post before kickoff. Make sure you get the top TD scorers in for the weekend because we we've been absolutely on fire with our TD scorers this year. We have done really well. Let's get a review on the six that we chose. Nick Chubb, Cooper, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, and Antonio Gibson are all the guys that we think have a good shot to uh, score a touchdown this weekend. Yeah, that's actually seven players. So we gave a bonus player. So you guys can choose which player you think you'd leave out or if you're like us we're going to parlay them all together we're going for the big ticket here it's the last week of the regular season for the nfl and just so you guys know we're not going anywhere with these td scorers the nfl has changed the format for the playoffs so we've got for the first time a 14 team playoff happening next week so it's going to be the same type of chaos on sunday even in the playoffs so we're going to keep the td score segment going all the way through the end of the year and at the end of this podcast, we'll talk a little bit about how we're going to work our NBA action into podcasts starting in 2021. We're going to get into dad life. And for me, it's, you know, it's my son's second birthday today. So I'm very excited for some activities we have this afternoon. But I'd love to hear from you guys. How is the week of being a dad and uh, balancing babies and vets? My week was good. I think at this point with all the family time, uh, Luca's a little cranky, you know, every day we're spending time with different family members and I've had family members sleeping over for a few days and we've gone over to my in-laws. So he seems like a little bit, uh, you know, on the overwhelmed side, but he's loving all the family time. He's loving all the attention that he's getting. Not one second goes by where he doesn't have a grandma or grandpa sitting down on the floor with him playing. So that's been great. Matt, how are you doing this week? We're doing good. We're doing good. I have the week off, so doing a lot of one-on-one time with the kids and getting out and doing sports. And Layla's taking a big interest in football lately. So, you know, we've got like little plays we're running. I taught her how to run a post this week. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's a problem when I try to throw the ball to her. I'm just not athletic, so the ball. <laughs> yeah, no. She gets very frustrated with me when I'm playing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, <laughs> we're doing well, we're doing a lot of sports and getting that stuff in and it's, uh, the weather's been decent. So we've been getting outside. That's good. It, you know, is, is that not the key persona for a stack guy on any page or podcast of like, I'm going to teach you how to run all the routes in the receiver tree, but don't ask me to throw you the ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have, you know, some experience with Matt. What's that Frisbee game we play? 
Can jam. Can jam. Can jam. You're not a strong can jam player. But if you do want to take some notes, Tua Tungavaloa, I don't know if you ever heard of him, fifth overall pick, starter for the Miami Dolphins. He's a lefty. So you may want to watch the Dolphin game this weekend and see how, how he throws it. And you can maybe pick up a thing or two. Starter from the Miami Dolphins was the key phrase there. He is a starter for the Dolphins, but he's not the number one quarterback for the Dolphins because they have two quarterbacks, don't they? I mean, sometimes, you know, he's a rookie and he's not really playing the best. And so we bring in the reliever. We bring in our closer, which is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's come in, oh, two games, I think, and uh, tried to close the game out for us. As a dad, I just I just love everything about Fitzpatrick and the and the, you know we talk a lot about backup quarterbacks on this podcast. I think we are big fans of 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 guys making a career as a backup quarterback. Yep. Fitz has been a starter many times. He's been a backup many times, but has he not just secured another two year extension? Oh, sign him up! I want I mean, him. I want him two year, ten million dollar deal. Put it on the table right now. Let him sign it. He's going to get offers from way more teams than the Dolphins. I mean, he could start this week for the Rams who are trying to get in the playoffs. Like imagine how much money the Rams would put up for him today. Yeah. He could probably start for the Jets too. Oh, okay. Well, he has done that. He got us 10 wins, but not a playoff berth. So we'll see what they can do with the Dolphins. Let's get into the dad question. Matt, give me the, give me the dad question for the week. Ah, so I got a good one for you guys. So talking with Layla and she looks at me and really I can tell when these questions are coming and she just looks at me and says, dad, what does it take to be a fantasy champion? Wow. God damn it, man. She didn't ask that question. I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) I was going to let Teddy answer that one. (laughs) (laughs) No. So actual dad question of the week here. We had something, some food caught in some tooth. There was some floss. It was quite the event in the household. So teeth were a big topic this week. But Layla asked me, what are teeth made out of? Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I've been- mean- What are teeth made out of? All week, I've been trying to figure out where do I come at these questions, right? Like, do I answer them as a dad, like gut instinct reaction, or do I try to get like, scientific with it and and this question i'm stuck on both ways i have no way to answer this question right now uh i've heard uh no enamel is in the fluoride the toothpaste that you use Uh, what are teeth made out of damn it this is a hell of a question i have no clue what teeth are made out of i would probably pull out my phone and google it yeah but we can't do that like I, i i i don't know i have no idea what teeth are made out of what are teeth made out of? I don't either. I'm very curious to hear what Matt actually said, but teeth are made out of t- fiberglass. I don't know. It's first <laughs> I try to say something where Carter would have no idea what my answer was, and then I would redirect immediately after. Yeah. Also, oh, can there? you get that ball? Yeah. Can you get that ball <laughs> over there? Real yeah. quick. This would be an instant redirect. I'd be honing all my sales skills, and I'd be completely avoiding the question. I don't have a good answer for you this week. Uh, I will say they are made out of just for the sake of sounding stupid. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be like some sort of combination of like bone and tissue and tendon, but that's only because those are like the three things that make up your body. I don't really know which one of which. All right. All right, Matt, give me what you answered and then give me the real answer. So I went to a toothpaste commercial and I know they always say the word enamel. So I went with enamel. (laughs) 
No, I said enamel. Uh, that was my answer. The correct answer, it's made up of four different types of tissue. Pulp, dentin, enamel, and cementum. Cementum, that's interesting. And by the way, I was right with enamel. Self by five. That's a win. Matt, that's a good answer. Yeah. You said enamel. It's Colgate, man. It's been years seeing those Colgate commercials. Yep. Yep. Colgate, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) No free ads. Shout out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, who, who thought those commercials would be educational as well, but. Another great question coming out of the the household over there at Maddie Stats. Yep. I don't envy you in these questions, man. You got to be on your toes all day over there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... A lot of thinking. Yeah. uh, Very curious. Once you hit that four or five age, they start trying to figure things out. And Mm, uh, That's tough. It's, you know, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, stick and move, dodge. Yeah, I mean, well, with it being Carter's birthday and him being uh, turning two today, like... He's really in like the, I'm going to repeat everything you say stage, Ooh, right? Like his, his mind is just a sponge. So you've really got to be careful on what you say, because he's going to, you're going to hear it randomly. Even after you say goodnight and he's just like in his crib talking to himself, you just hear like random words that you said that day. So I'm not looking forward to when I start getting questions like this. Let's get into baby bets. Baby bets. All right. So we're coming up on our final week of baby bets. As a reminder, this is where we use no data at all. We just use our sons or daughters to help us pick this Monday night football game. This week, we had Carter on the Bills. And Luca took the Patriots. Did he? Oh, all right. Well, uh, Luca took the Pats. And uh, that didn't work out very well. But we've got week 17, baby bats. We've had Christmas and now a birthday. So there's a whole bunch of new toys in the house. So I'm actually looking forward to kind of staging our baby bets for week 17. So keep an eye out on the page. Carter's just putting the whole team on his back over there. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I think it's very much like taking after their fathers where I'm just absolute trash. (laughs) Although I, I'm slightly above one and four. I don't have a 20% winning percentage, but uh, Carter's just on fire. Four and oh, hoping to go five and oh. Can we get Layla to pick a week 17 game, Matt? I can make that happen. Yeah. All right. We'll get a, a week 17 game in. Luca is picking the Eagles versus the Redskins. That's the Sunday night game. There is no Monday night game. So let's see what we got for that. I loved. The car racing with the helmets, that was great. Here's a question, though, for you guys. Do you get anxiety from all the new toys? Because I've already gone through Luca's toy box and cleaned out toys that I don't think he plays with or needs anymore because our whole living room is just filled with toys, and my anxiety is really raising day to day. That's my entire – that's my activity after this podcast. I went to Home Depot before this. Picked up a new uh, storage bin and I'm going in the playroom and I'm going in his room and I'm just clearing out everything from anything pre-Christmas. I already, he's got a bunch of gifts already in the living room that he's going to open, which will be new toys that he's excited about. So I'm with you. I'm I'm ready to clear it all out. I've been planning this for weeks and really I've been reading a lot about this and like you follow some of those Montessori schools and they say, if your kid cannot clean up after themselves, 
then they have too many toys, right? So if you can't count on Luca or Carter to go and like put their stuff back when they're done, then there's too many options out there. And that's helped me a little bit kind of hone in on what should be available. So I, I can't wait to go upstairs. I'm going to do a clean sweep of everything up there. Uh, that, that sounds awesome. I did it. I did it the day after Christmas and I was, I couldn't even begin to tell you how happy I was about it. Well, this was fun, boys. A midday episode for us on a holiday week. We got a lot of action going into week 17. Hope you have been enjoying the content we've been putting on the page and tuning into the podcast. We appreciate the support. We love to see our followers winning and supporting the page. So as always, thank you for tuning in. Whether you follow or fade, we hope you win some cash and let's have a great week 17.